Hey everyone, and welcome once again to the Charlotte Dads Group Podcast, the number one rated podcast about dads groups in the Charlotte area. My name is Justin, and I'm joined once again by Daryl. What's up, guys? And by Chris. How's it going, everybody? It's going pretty good, guys. Well, we've got a pretty intense and heavy topic tonight, so I just kind of want to dive right into it. Uh, Daryl, what are we going to be discussing on this episode? Yeah, so tonight is going to be a two-part series on fear and overcoming Mm. fear in our kids, but also as parents, which will be the second episode. But on this first episode, what we want to to talk about is helping our children overcome fear. And that's a really heavy topic, you know, so that as we were discussing in, in the pre-production of this, um, you know, the first couple of episodes were kind of, you know, kind of fun and then serious and then, you know, kind of fun again. And, and uh, this is this is a serious one. And it's it's pretty heavy. Yeah, we got to lure people in with the laughs before we oh, get yeah. with the feels. <laughs> right. Before yeah. we get you right in the feels. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, let's just kind of dive right into it then, guys. That's the best way to go about it. You know, what are some fears that your child or your children um have faced you know do you think it's something that's common or is it specific to them and if it is is there a reason it's specific to them yeah so for me i would say my oldest is afraid of heights i don't know where it comes from i don't i don't have a clue um but my middle son is not he 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 is i want to jump off this he's the daredevil he's the daredevil and ethan he's a little bit more reserved he's 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 you know a little bit more logical he wants to understand the risk um owen he doesn't care i'm jumping off and i don't really care it's right. you know um i don't know where it stems from that, I've, that I've, typical I've, kind of fearless second child yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of syndrome, oh yeah right? oh yeah oh yeah i mean yeah. we went up up a couple of weeks ago to uh pick some apples up in the in the mountains of north carolina and we were three hours early and uh, we went to a recreational area. They ended up having like this massive area to do rock climbing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. I mean, it was awesome. And there was a kids a, a kitty area, and it had a zip line. And so Ethan's like, eh, well, maybe we'll see. Let me look in. You know, let me look at everything. Owen runs up and he jumps off five times on the zip line. Wee! Before Ethan ever showed up, and he was. And then there was this this massive slide, and what's hilarious is that Jackson the baby he was the first one down. He was like, yeah. "This is great." It was like a fifteen foot oh wow deep. Slide. I mean, he just yeah. And Ethan never went down. Never went down. He he got close. He's just like, I don't know. Jackson did it like a dozen times before I heard, like Jackson. We, we got to go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so heights are definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, but. Other than that, I mean, there's there's definitely some other fears that right. that they have that we'll get into tonight. You know, it's funny just touching on the the heights thing too, and this is coming from somebody uh, who I don't enjoy heights myself. Yeah. Um, but you know, if if he grew up around um, either friends that played a lot outside and did a lot of stuff, or watched a lot of videos, I know kids they see me. I grew up. And most of my friends were the daredevils, so I grew up watching my buddies break their arms, dislocate shoulders, uh, break fingers and stuff like that from doing stuff. So as I got to that age and kind of that point, I was always like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. And then that's kind of stemmed into, you know, and an... see, that's really funny. And we got to talk about that in the next episode because I'm, I'm sitting okay, here yeah, listening yeah. to you talk about, <laughs> talk about you and how you feel like you're not a daredevil or you're not 
you're kind of risk averse, and at the same time, you're the lifelong martial arts guy. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's very yeah. true. And it's just right, it's well, interesting the <laughs> way we think about our own fears. So, yeah. Um, what about you, Chris? Yeah. yeah, jumping off of what what Daryl was saying, um, you know, my daughter, she's going to be four here in a couple weeks, so she has very much the usual four-year-old fears. She mm-hmm. is afraid of falling off her bike. You know, we've learned to ride with training wheels, but we're still scared about taking the training wheels off. Very normal. Um, she's kind of afraid of dogs and big dogs, little dogs, all of that. Um, I think it comes because uh, my dad and stepmom have two large Dobermans. Mm-hmm. And just when she was young, um, they I mean, they're huge. They're 80, oh, yeah. 90, 100 pound dogs and there's two of them. She, I think, just was had some interactions with them and then has applied that to... Oh, all dogs, all dogs are scary, right. yeah. and, and we're working hard on like, no, that's not the case. And so we find dogs on walks or outside or at parks, and we pet and everything. But right. just some of those normal ones. Um, really afraid of getting her face in the water when she's swimming. So we're working on okay, little by little. Mm. But um, for the most part, there's there's lots of those, and I know we we all kind of go around. Um, we talk about two different kinds of fears, though. Those we've talked about are pretty concrete, right? What do you guys think? Do your kids also have more abstract fears or more existential fears? Yeah, you know, and absolutely. I mean, my son has both. You know, my daughter's, we don't know yet. Yeah, your daughter's, uh, what, yeah, like three months she's now? She's about three and a half now. Yeah. So, uh, But my son is three and a half years old. Um, one of his, it's actually an interesting kind of fear to address because um, the existential fear that he's really had most in his life is separation anxiety mostly in regards to my wife um you know it was really bad from i want to say about a maybe a year to about two two and a half or so right around there um to be honest though that's kind of gone away the that big kind of uh, existential crisis of the fear has gone away he's still afraid of loud noises though so it's the practical fears that are um that we're faced with kind of on a daily basis that he's had a that's taken a while to kind of get through, you know? So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about some reasons why, you know, and, and the, the reasons why our kids struggle with fears. And sometimes it's contradictory, you know, I know you guys don't have dogs, so that might be kind of the contradictory part of it. My son's afraid of loud noises. His favorite thing on the planet is trains and watching trains. So it's, it's a, it's a contradiction there sometimes. Um, but you know, seems, seems very, um, irrational fear, yeah, not right. You know, like like there's there's rational fears and then there's irrational fears, mm-hmm. and there's there's personality fears and things mm-hmm. that you just kind of you know, like your daughter. For you know, to me, it almost seems like a personality fear that you know she fears dogs. Oh well, I'm equating that to all dogs. It's yeah. like no, that's that's not the you know that's not always the case. It's it's not. That's right, and I think that it's very important too that. I want to try and help her with, okay, I know you are afraid of this, but I don't want to assume necessarily that you're going to be afraid of these other things because if I do that, well, she might read that in me and yeah, go, oh, might. I should be afraid of these other things. In reality, if I hadn't said anything or acted different, she never would yeah. have known that, oh, you know, I don't know what it is, but but deer are also big and could be as big as a dog and I should be afraid of deer. She might, that never would have crossed her mind. If yeah. I don't make a big deal about, yeah. oh, no, you don't need to be afraid of these, honey. These aren't dogs. These are fine. Yeah. And, but yeah. if you accidentally hit a, 
a deer in your on your car as you're driving. Well, yeah, that that could be a big fear for you know. I mean, I mean yeah. that would be be a pretty substantial fear. Like, oh my gosh, I just saw Daddy get you know you know right. blow up and get upset because right. of the deer hitting his car. But it's not because of the deer; it's because of the car. Yeah. Well, I think that's a big point too that you made, Chris, is because it you know to to kind of link things back through what's been honestly a common theme through season two of this podcast. Not saying that people need to listen to all the other episodes, although you should. You should. Um, but one of our common things we keep discussing is that your kids are watching you. They're observing mm-hmm. you. They're learning Absolutely. you. So if you, mm-hmm. you know, you plant a fear, you know, oh, don't do that because that, that might be dangerous. You know, we don't know. Kids can process things in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you might, we might say something like, Hey, don't go uh, up the, you know, don't go down the stairs too fast because it might be dangerous. And we're looking out for them. The kid might process that and into an internalized fear of going downstairs, you know, and and that's something that, you know, just as as an example. Um, But that is something that can happen, too, is that, you know, new fears can kind of develop where there was nothing there before. You know, all of a sudden your, your kid could be afraid of something that they weren't before, you know, be it a dark room or, um, you know, without any particular trigger. So if you're, if you're thinking about it, you're like, Oh, where did this come from? Sometimes it's good to look back and go, well, what have I done? What have I said that may have triggered that and instilled that fear? You know? So we talk a lot about fears. Uh, let's talk about overcoming them, Mm -hmm. right? So what are some things you guys have done to help your kids overcome fears? Do you address it? on an individual basis or do you have some sort of guiding philosophy if you will um that that helps you on their way or is it a combination of both yeah so for me where where my mind's taking me is fear is directly related to good for me uh to good versus evil and that and that argument um because you know for us you know fear for, for our family, you know, we go to the Bible, we go to the scriptures. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And, you know, for, for, for our family, we, you know, it's always on a case-by-case basis. You know, Ethan right now um, is also struggling with a little bit of death type, type conversations. Like, mm. I don't want to die. Ethan, you're not going to die. Um, yeah. And even if you do, it's okay. Um, and we, and we switch it to, you know, from a death talk to a hope talk, Mm -hmm. you know, so we, we listen to his fears, we listen to what he's struggling with, and then we positively reframe it into Mm -hmm. something that can benefit him, Mm -hmm. essentially. Now, is that something, because that's a fantastic way of dealing with it. Is that something you deal with, you know, have you applied that to a methodology, you know, something as big as death to something as small as heights. Um, honestly, sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, because some, I mean, that, that gets into, you know, you know, for me and where my mind's going, you know, that goes into like, uh, dreams and interpretations of dreams and, you know, because sometimes these, these, you know, my, my boys, they're, they're dreaming about death. They're dreaming about these mm-hmm. things and they wake up and go, I'm afraid of dying. Well, whoa, okay. Hold up. Hold up. Yesterday you wanted to go play in apples. You know, what's, you know, what's, what is this about? Where's this mm-hmm. coming from? Oh, well I had a dream about that. 
you know, is one leg, and then it's you know, well, hey, we're let's go, let's go hiking, you know, and they, and they come come to a cliff, and they're like, I don't want to get too close to the cliff because I don't want to die. Okay, well, let's talk about irrational and rational fears again, right? You know, so it definitely is case by case basis. As far as a methodology, you know, for us, um, you know, it really depends on on what the almost what the silliness of it is you know like like i'm afraid to jump off this the uh, swing set is a lot different than i'm gonna jump off this cliff mm-hmm. you know like, like like there's there's a different kind of weight to that i think it's the severity yeah. of it yeah, yeah it's understanding yeah. the severity yeah. of it right? and and where 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 my mind is going is there's a difference between being dangerous for good mm-hmm. and being dangerous for nothing right you know like like let's Let's go to that party and get drunk. You know, well, that might not be the best idea. You got to, you know, drive home. It's just, it's just not a good idea. Um, you know, there's 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 some wisdom there and there's yeah. some revelation there. Like, nah, buddy, I understand what you're saying, but that's that's not what I, you know, what you're dealing with is not this. It could be you just don't want to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, like what's, what's the underlying issue? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it may not be that your, 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 your kid is dealing with death or, uh, struggling with, you know, uh, overweight or, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it could be something that has nothing to do with it. And you, as a parent, you got to kind of wade, wade through the crap to kind of figure out right. really yeah, what it is. Get yeah, there's a concept in, in medicine called referred pain, and it's the idea of, oh, I'm having pain on my left shoulder and my left arm. Well, there's nothing wrong with your arm. You're having a heart attack. Yeah. You know, the idea of where your pain is is not necessarily what the problem is. Right. can also be applied to children's fears. The fear of X is not necessarily where the problem is. Right. The problem may be two or three steps right. back from that. Right. So, and I like what you were talking about, uh, Daryl. I don't have necessarily a methodology, mm-hmm. but a phrase we use a lot in our house is no big deal. And, and that's when mm. Ellie is getting, she's getting spun up about something or she's afraid or she's starting to go into that spiral of a fit. We just, we feel like if we get spun up, if we're like, no, we, we've got to do this and we've got to do it right now. And if you don't do it right now, there's going to be problems. If you feed into that, then I feel like it only yeah. amplifies. Oh, you're uh, just putting gas on a fire. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so we yeah. are all about kind of defusing the problems. And, yeah. and I'm thinking back to, to what you said, Justin, but that idea of no big deal. When she starts to get upset, we don't react. We just say, oh, what's well, no big deal. Right, and when she sees mom and dad say, "No reaction, there, there's no problem, it's no big deal." Oh well, maybe mm-hmm. then she, you can just physically even see her start to relax, start to come down from whatever the fear was or the anxiety. Right. Um, and I think you know, as I'm thinking about this issue and making uh, you know the ideas for tonight, I don't have a good system. I have a lot of little recommendations, yeah. things that you know, you try them. If they work for you, great. If, if they, they don't, don't work for you, try something no, else. Right. And it, it's things like positive reinforcement. So if your kid's afraid of heights, you know, if they jump off the curb instead of the swings, great, good job, clap. You yeah, know, it's like those little yeah. victories. Teaching them, right. yeah, yeah, to celebrate those little things, yeah. the small steps, and the patience. And that's where I say, you know, what we talk about here tonight, maybe it's going to work for your kids, and maybe not. But try it, and if not, try something right. else. It's going to yeah. work. You know, one of the things that that I try and do, um, you know, with my son, especially like 
taking it back a step, I mentioned the loud noises, you know, so mm-hmm. if I just kind of identify that, you know, he's afraid of loud noises. It, it's everything from, um, you know, to if, if we're out somewhere and a motorcycle drives by really loud, he'll just cover his ears real quickly and he'll get scared. Um, okay. To if I'm in the kitchen getting something ready for dinner and I throw stuff in the, uh, the food processor and turn it on. He, it scares him. You know, oh, okay. it's, it's a loud, aggressive sound. So one of the things I always try and do is is help him be aware of it. So if, if I'm going to do something like that, I always say, hey, bud, it's about to get loud. And he's like, okay. And then he's usually fine yeah, okay. because he knows of it, because he's yeah. aware of what's going on. It's not yeah. – so it's it's more of the the fear of the surprise, you know. There you go. But now and if that's we're, exactly where I was thinking. If, yeah. But now if we're out somewhere where I don't have that control, well, now – that method doesn't work. Yeah, so right. the the going back to you know we talked about the philosophy or the methodology. What I use is this just this understanding of the baseline of fear and the reality of it. You know, and just being that you know it's okay, it's not going to hurt you. So if we take it to we're out of park somewhere and somebody's really loud or something happens, one thing I always go for is just the comforting factor. I'm always just hey bud, you know, talking to him. It's okay, daddy's right here. I've got you. You're mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. No. And he's usually fine after that. Right. It'll um, be interesting not to interrupt, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in three years and six years. Oh, yeah. To see if yeah. that, you know, because he's three, four, three? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. You know, so kids kids in that age age range, they need that reassuring. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Daddy, yeah. mommy, you know, it's a, you know, yes, it's loud. Yes, it, it hurts, whatever. Right. They they want to know that you're going to be the the safety net for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's you know that's the foundation that we build as parents. Exactly. For yeah. you know at least the first decade of that child's life of you can trust us. There's no reason to mistrust us. Right. And that's that's kind of the methodology that I you know and and that that's rooted for me in my upbringing which we'll get into in the next episode right. a bit more but uh yeah. you know just a little teaser listen to episode six uh <laughs> oh yeah it's um, but but you know it really is that that's kind of my underlying methodology with dealing with it with him is is being able to talk through it being able to understand um but at the at the heart of it being being there for him you know being there mm-hmm. for support you know right. um making sure that it's not one of those like ah oh, come on what are you afraid of you know, because right. it's yeah. easy with us as grown adults, especially yeah. as men, which again we'll get into in the next yeah. episode. But yeah. it's very easy to write that off. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, I can imagine probably from a male perspective even more so potentially with a daughter. My daughter's not at that age yet, yeah. Yeah. but being I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. see, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I actually think I, I, I probably baby a little more, and uh, I don't have a boy, so I, yeah. I can't say how I would treat a boy. But I think there is a natural reaction of a dad too. You know, boys, oh, stand up, walk it off, you're fine, dust off your pants. Yeah. Versus a girl, it's like, oh, did you get hurt your daddy's girl? Come here, let me hold right, you. Right, right, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't say because I haven't <laughs> raised yeah. both. I yeah. would hope that I would be just as loving and gentle with a boy. Yeah. Um, right. But... Well, that, that's that's very interesting that you make make that um, connection because as, as an at-home dad of almost a decade... Um, you know, my my boys when they get hurt, they come to me. Mm. You know, whereas stereotypically, psychologically speaking, usually the mom is the first yep. one. 
oh, you know, my little sweet pea. That's the typical nurturing role. And so as as an at-home dad of almost 10 years now, which is just insane to say, Mm -hmm. um, my kids have learned to be or to allow me to nurture them Mm -hmm. and not be so um, focused on the nature part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Suck it up, get over yourself, you know, small story, get a big story. It's, 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 you know, it borders on shame. And I, you know, I think. that's huge. Yeah. We ought to definitely say that both moms and dads can be nurturers. Absolutely. So just because you're a dad does not mean that you can't nurture. And also just, just because you're a mom, if nurturing doesn't come naturally to you, that's not wrong. That's not bad. I know a lot of moms struggle with that too. So I think it's important, you know, we're three stay at home dads here sitting around the table you know, break those stereotypes and say, it's okay. You know, if you're listening to this and, and you've struggled with that, it's okay to comfort, to be nurturing, to yeah. kind of let that part out. I mean, yeah. that's part yeah. of fatherhood, yeah. you know? Ask yourself what you missed from your right. parents growing up. Right. Because that's what your kids need from you now. Exactly. You know? So yeah. if you missed, you know, hugs, if you missed um, physical affection, if you missed... Mm-hmm. You know, a, appropriate physical affection. Right. Um, you know, if you miss that, if you miss time with your parents, yep. you know, that's that's what your kids need from you. And as a, as a dad to boys, all three crazy boys, um, someone asked me that when I was, you know, when I just had Ethan and I'm just, you know, struggling with, you know, mm-hmm. one one kid. Now it's a lot easier in certain areas. But I had to ask myself, what when I was eight... What did I struggle with? Yeah. Because maybe he's struggling with that and I could lend him some advice. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's also not only opened up that door of communication between me and the kids on an individual basis, but it's really helped our relationship kind of grow, you know, and it's, it's been, been a struggle at times, honestly, because you don't want to go back into those stories especially if they're painful stories you know you don't want to go back into the pain that you suffered when you were eight or ten or twelve or whatever right but you you need to as a parent and see it you know i think that that really kind of what you said really just hits the nail on the head of kind of our last talking point was you know how do you how do you teach your kids to communicate their fears to you and and more importantly uh, make them feel safe you know, and talking to you. And I think that's really is a big thing. You know, we have to be there. We have to be, you know, um, you know, be whether or not nurturing comes natural to you or not, whether or not you're the stay at home parent or the full time at work, whatever, you know, it's, it's a, it, you know, it's funny because I'm, I am the stay at home parent. My wife is a better nurturer than I am just naturally, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah, so it's, it's, we have that it's kind of an interesting dynamic, you know, so it's something that I'm always having to, to teach and, um, you know, and, and think to myself too yeah. is, you know, but, but one of the things I always like to do with my son, just to let him know that it's going to be safe is, is to always make sure that I sit there and if he's afraid of something, I'm going to hear him out, yeah. you know, I'm, and that, that creates that safety. I'm never yeah. going to brush him off. I don't, you know, just, yeah. ah, whatever, you know, it's, it's, even if you might be thinking it, even if you're like, yeah. if, if I'm like, I just want to turn on the coffee grinder, bro. Like, I just yeah. want to grind some fresh coffee. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm super tired. Yeah. Yeah. But but I still have to go through it. And even now, there's there's things that I know that I just do as those steps with him because it helps him. And that's, that's yeah. 
building that trust in that relationship yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the thing I think is is fear is normal, right? Yeah. Everybody has fear. It's one of the most natural things mm-hmm. in the world. So your kids' fears are natural. They're not bad. They're not weak. It doesn't make them anything wrong with yeah. your son or daughter. Uh, and so that feeling of safety, Justin, that you just talked about, it is so critically important because the kid is not going to come talk to you if they feel like they're not going to be safe. If they feel like you're going to push them to do something. If every time they come talk to daddy, daddy's like, oh, we're just going to go do it anyway. And making them feel like they are safe and able to talk to you is so important. So the yeah. one communication, I guess, tool that I would say is I try and position it as we are going to work together mm-hmm. to handle this fear. It yeah. is not, Ellie, you need to get over this fear of X and I'm going to push you and make you do it. It is, okay, you and I, we're going to sit side by side. We're going to step by step. We're, we're both going to figure this out together. Yeah. So for me, and here's a, a, a very personal, very prime example um, my, my middle son was bullied on the bus the past you know, week or so. And, um, and he's, he's, he's hinted at it and we've picked up on it and, and it happened again today. And, uh, he was upset. He was crying and he was just like, that's, that's not typically this kid at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I said, bud, what is, what's going on? And he, he said, these kids were picking on me and, and um, and it just happened to be where the school is. Just happened to be on the way to the bank. So you know, it looked like I was going to the school, but I was going to the bank anyway to drop off money, you know, whatnot. And uh, he's he's telling me what's what's going on. And I said, you know what? We're not going to the bank. We're going to the school. I don't want to go to school, buddy. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that I love you, and that you can talk to me about anything. And that's that's the biggest thing that I tell my kids is daddy's always there for you no mm. matter what mm-hmm. through the hard stuff through the easy stuff you know I'll be there to say out of boy good job tiger you know all those things but I'm gonna be there to fight for you I'll fight all of hell and and everything else in between to make sure that you know that you're protected that you're loved you're safe Mm-hmm. And we went to the school, and it just happened to be that we pulled in, and the bus was right behind me the whole way. So I could visually see and visually kind of get my mind right mm-hmm. before I just dive in. This is the, this, mm-hmm. you know, so I could take 10 minutes before I just yeah. unload, right. you know, on some bus driver. You know, I was able to kind of calm down, relax. Mm-hmm. And, but I wanted him to know that daddy will take care of this. Yeah. And, and what, and I, I called my wife after I talked to the bus driver and we, we, we figured out the first step of trying to figure this out. And my wife said, you know what? I'm really glad I married someone that, um, has our kids best interest in heart, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's, there are some dads out there, uh, you know, just pull yourself up, up by the bootstrap, yeah. get over it, move on, yeah. you know, kind of that toxic masculinity type, right, type crap. Right. And that's that's not what what I want. I don't. I want my kids knowing that dad's dad's firm, but I'm loving. I'll still play with them, mm-hmm. you know, and tickle them and have a good time. But daddy will also fight for you. I got your back, Jack. And there are yeah. times where what needs to happen, and we as adults and parents know it. What needs to happen is not necessarily what the kid wants, and it oh, may yeah. be the opposite of what they want in relation to their fear. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's some of the times of, 
having to force them to get back on the bike after you've fallen off, or it's, I have to go talk to the bus driver at school, or, you know, there are times where that's not necessarily the case, but you also know that, man, there are just going to be times where I know this is going to be a problem and the kid may not like me and they may go to their room when we get home and slam the door and not talk to me and not come out for dinner, but we've, we've got to do this because I know as a parent in the long run, this is what's right. It's still that, that principle of having your kid's best interest at heart. Yep. And I, I think if you use, you know, we talked <clears throat> earlier in the episode about a guiding philosophy and a principle. I think if you kind of stick with that, you, you can't really go, go too wrong, you know? Yep. Um, so, you know, one thing just in closing, kind of want to mention to, uh, we talked about a couple of times during this episode, but in case anybody was wondering, uh, we're not experts in the subject of no. fear and overcoming oh, fear. Yeah. Uh, we're just sharing our personal stories. So, you know, it, we're hoping that you list that anyone listening to this, you can take something away from this that can help you. Um, but, uh, but if not, you know, keep at it there there's other resources and, and things like that reach out on the on the charlotte dads group page you know there's a lot of guys out there who aren't the three of us sitting in this room that yeah. are involved in the dads group that mm-hmm. have some phenomenal life experience yeah. so yeah. so reach out if you're listening um, if you need help for anything and that goes really for anything too yeah, yep. absolutely yeah. well thank you guys for a a riveting discussion on part one of fear of our fear talk uh, make sure to subscribe to the Shot Dash Group podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and recently added to Amazon Music uh, and wherever you, you listen to podcasts on. And for all things Charlotte Dads Group, make sure to visit www.charlottedadsgroup.com.